0: Welcome everyone to our podcast, Coffee Time with DHK Vietnam. So it's like a multilingual uh, podcast about the business developments and investments, opportunities uh, for the German companies in Vietnam and also in the regions. Today's episode, uh, we have the title, Germany and the Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar and Vietnam subregions. It's about the trade, the investment opportunity and the sustainable development. Uh, so that's why in this episode, we have our extinguished guest, Marco Walder, representative of the SKs in in Vietnam, Myanmar, Laos, and Cambodia, and Mr. Ye Tuth, the head of economic affairs and trade relations at the SK Myanmar. So, welcome to our podcast today.
1: Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: All right, uh, dear listener. As you may know, that in September 2022, uh, the German Inc. is latest foreign policy strategy for the Indo-Pacific regions. So the strategies documents mention ASEAN 66 times and outlines a stepping up of engagement within these regions, setting a course for the deeper relationships. And Germany has been an active investor as well in the Southeast Asia. Uh, according to some figures in 2022, the total two way uh, trade between ASEAN and Germany was around 90 billion US dollars. And German companies have also invested significantly in ASEAN across the different sectors. The sub regions, um, Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar, and Vietnam, has strongly enhanced its economy over the last few years. So that's why we would love to know more about the potential of these sub-regions together with our guests. So, Marco Walder, as the Chief Representative of the HK Vietnam, you are appointed to be the new Chief Representative of the German Delegations uh, of Industry and Commerce in Myanmar, as well as in Cambodia and Laos. could you please address a little bit about the economy and the business situation in Vietnam and also in another country um, maybe about your new roles in those countries.
1: Yeah, thank you very much uh, for this kind introduction and uh, I'm I'm really pleased also to contribute uh, to this podcast together with my new colleague uh, Yetut. Uh, I think uh, it's a very exciting uh, new uh, challenge, what we what we have right now. Uh, as you know, that all the countries are members in the ASEAN economic community. And uh, I'm personally totally convinced that these four countries are exactly those countries with the highest potential in the future for uh, German companies and for the German business, especially here in the region. So we are really looking forward uh, to that. Uh, all the countries are are different, uh, different uh, regarding the political system, different regarding the uh, colonial heritage, uh, different regarding uh, the religions uh, in a certain sense. Uh, and of course, so the level of development uh, is also different. But uh, each of the country is uh, really promising and has, uh, each country has a slightly different potential uh, for German companies uh, regarding the, the concrete uh, goal of, of, the, of this individual company. So we are really looking forward to that. I think this is, uh, for all of us, is a It's a very nice opportunity and even for our uh, staff uh, here in Vietnam is also really a mind opener now also cooperate closely with our new colleagues.
0: Thank you for that. Um, so maybe the question to uh, to Yetut, um, as Marco said, um, each country has um, the potential uh, for the Germans uh, in uh, businesses. So can you can you give us more details on the on the economic and business situations uh, in in your countries, and and what about um, the potential? What about the unique selling points uh, of of Myanmar from your point of view? Con, you know, like in terms of uh, attracting uh, German investments or businesses or doing businesses in the country. Thank you very
2: much, Yang, for inviting me to this podcast. It's, uh, you know, the first time that I'm here and I'm, I'm very happy to be here in Vietnam also. But I think if I have to speak for a Myanmar, I think, uh, you know, we have always use this word, the potential. I think each country has its uniqueness each country has its potential. So if I have to promote it, Myanmar, what does it have? Basically, a lot of people say that it has a vast amount of natural resources, yeah, coming from minerals to gas. So these are the potentials. You know? uh, but of course, the, one of the strategic, I think, you know, uh, Things that is a unique selling point from Myanmar, I would say, is that we are strategically straddled between the two biggest populations in the world, China and India. Plus, of course, we always see ourselves as the gateway to ASEAN. You know, it is, as you know, this is why our uh, Chinese uh, friends are trying to rail from Kuomintang down to Singapore. So I think this is a good thing for the region. But going back to your question, I think, you know, we always say this is the, there is the potential, I think, in every country. But in Myanmar's case, I think it's basically we have a lot of land, which is agricultural, which is arable. So I see this as a, what we call a food hub. You know, this is something if we can work on, because as you know now, right now, food security is becoming a big global problem. But I think that uh, we need more investment. But uh, more or less, most of the times, the investments that we have are going towards what we call the mechanization, automotive, and industrial. But I think what is really essential for Myanmar, and if we're going to contribute to the so-called food security problem, which is a global thing now, I think that would be something that I would encourage our uh, friends from Germany to come. You know, to uh, to be engaged in the food processing food, you know, everything. Of course, we can also provide food for Europe, too, for Germany. So this is, I think, one area that has been sometimes overlooked. You know, I I am all for AI, I'm all for technology, but I think Myanmar... It's, you know, it is an agricultural country and we should always try to promote this while at the same time we move on to, you know, uh, technology development and AI. So I hope that that will answer the, the question.
1: And maybe if I can, maybe I can add something. Uh, you uh, mentioned China plus one. Uh, and I think this is always also right now a very important uh, de- development. It's a trend what we see. Uh, that uh, diversification de-risking decoupling so this are the the words right now and every company is is uh, busy with that and uh, everyone looks for additional options uh, to uh, to minimize uh, the business risk and uh, i think also in this context uh, this sub-region clmv uh, has to offer a lot
0: that's true that's true so the companies or the, um, the company should be prepared, well prepared, when they want to like diversify uh, their supply, change or productions uh, um, in 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 the region. So maybe it's also the, the potential for that. Uh, just coming back to the FDI landscape in in the country, maybe the question for for both: um, How would you describe uh, more specifically the landscape of the FDIs in the in the regions, and and um, what well, is now the, the busy situation of, of the German FDI in the countries?
2: So in Myanmar, as you know, because of the current uh, political situation, you know, things are not normal. Having said that, I think compared to you know, 2021 when the, the coup started, now two years down the road, you know, we still have uh, foreign direct investment in the country. Of course, maybe, you know, it's coming from different uh, regions, you know, different countries, with different interests. But what does that show? That basically shows that, yes, that appetite for investment is there, you know. And I think in Myanmar's case, as I said, because a lot of the investment actually is now going to what we call like in the energy sector, you know, petroleum and gas. So that is something that I think for, uh, you know, long-term sustainability, I think we have to look at the political situation. So in a way right now, it's not the right Sort of, you know, time for FDI. Having said that, what I would like to encourage is that maybe if you're thinking of billions, no, but if you're thinking of millions, yes. What I'm trying to say is something that's manageable and small, but basically under the current uh, situation, this is, I think, the best solution. You know, I would not encourage a, a, com- a company to come to do a big industrial park. What i would encourage is small smes to come because it's the same thing but coming in small pieces the thing is because of the uncertainty of where the country is going you know we would not say that you know coming with big numbers will help the 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 investor nor will it help the political because there is no guarantee right now because i said it's uncertain So, you know, we have to look in the best interests of, you know, those coming and those who are there. But what I do uh, always encourage is that we do need to engage. Engagement is one of the most important things. Whether we like the system or not, I think what we're thinking is the long term. And I think what I would always say is that engagement, whether G2G, B2B or P2P, we do need to engage. So I hope that will answer your question. So let me continue, uh,
1: I think uh, also here, so there's four countries in the sub-region, I think the countries also could learn from each other. Uh, so it's not a secret that Vietnam is uh, super successful in attracting foreign investments uh, here in the country. And uh, it uh, could be a good blu- a blueprint for all the countries how to set the right framework and also to set the right uh, success and also the right motivation factors how to attract, uh, in our case, uh, German investments. Uh, Right now, in Vietnam, we have uh, 450 German companies uh, actively here, and uh, 85 companies are running a production uh, facility. And uh, they created more than 50,000 jobs in the country, and this is, I think, really, really successful and uh, maybe should be really a blueprint also for, for the other countries. Uh, And the all over frameworks also said so we are united in this ASEAN economic community and uh, we have also the same interest uh, to be attractive for foreign investment and uh, I think uh, again the potential is really high what Vietnam did uh, 10-12 years ago. Uh, for example, allowing to set their own company for a foreigner with 100% of shares and 100% of, uh, of their own capital uh, here. Uh, I think this this was amazing. It was a very important step uh, 12 years ago, and uh, I now notice that also Cambodia uh, followed. Uh, maybe Stefan will uh, describe uh, what, what are the possibilities, um, but it shows that here is really a certain dynamic in our countries, and uh, so and if, if the cooperation uh, is successful, then so the potential is 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 there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I do agree with with both of you that uh, that the engagement and the commitment we should like show um, to the to the German company as well as to, uh, to the uh, to the local governments. Uh, I think that's uh, the fact that uh, the HKH, Myanmar, the UK are on site and support the German companies, as well as that we keep, like, you know, like representing Laos and Cambodia as well to promote, to support, and to represent the German business interests in those countries. It just shows our commitment, I a strong commitment on that. And um I think one of the most important strengths of the HK is is the network, the local network that we want to, you know, to to build up and to have a stronger network uh, in those countries. So what is now the HK plan you know uh, um after taking the news walls is there any initiative that you uk uh, intend to 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 do or to run out to support and to promote the economic relation between Germany and the sub regions
1: I think that's a very good question and the question comes at the right time uh, I I can share with you that we just spent uh, three days together the first time and uh, and its from my point is absolutely amazing of course we know from from video call and from some phone calls and so on but when you have the personal contact and you you have the direct talk is there are so many ideas of course so we, we have to learn from each other so my knowledge about myanmar was and is still very limited uh, but really then to to see the opportunities and also lift the potential I think it's, uh, the last three days was for me personally, and also for our HK in Vietnam, super interesting. And we defined uh, very fast, very quick some common projects. What we want, what we want to do. There are maybe service opportunities uh, even in Myanmar, a, a country where the framework right now is is quite difficult. Uh, and also vice versa so i also adapted uh, some ideas uh, what the colleagues in myanmar are doing uh, and uh, so it makes me even more positive uh, that uh, this, this country combination now and this uh, this the bundling of this sub-region so also from our hk point and that means also for the benefits of the german companies in the whole region so this will be really successful
2: I can just add to our comments basically I think it boils down to the word I just mentioned engagement which is very important the other thing is also it's about collaboration you know I think no one in this right today you know, the globalized world you cannot go alone. you know this is what you were saying rightly it's a network and I think if we want to have a meaningful network we need to engage you know, and I think this combination of the sea level you know HK. I think within itself is a force, you know, I see it as a force. What am I, we are not here to, you know, revolutionize or to topple any other groups, but we're here to help these four countries, but also to promote and in bringing German investments into these countries. So what I see is basically that, you know, we need to collaborate. You know, we need to forget that in that the the, the, call, what we call our own agendas. But at the end of the day, we represent HK. We want to present the four countries. So it has to be bilateral Germany versus these four countries. It's a two way street, you know, and as Marco rightly said, and this is also the principle that I have, life is about learning and sharing. So what is maybe successful in Vietnam may not actually be successful in Myanmar, but we can adapt So I think this is what they call the, you know, not one-size-fits-all. So I think in itself, the four countries, they have their uniqueness. And it's Mm -hmm. how we can come up as, using Marco's word, with that, and, you know, a genuine blueprint, right, of a combination of four countries with four different, although we are in the same region, we have different, you know, cultures, different languages, different way of thinking. And I think that in itself... I think is a USP for our German investors, you know, maybe you can produce one part in Myanmar, but also maybe you may have to produce another part in Vietnam, but it's a collaboration. And I think this is where HKM play a role to facilitate this work for potential investors from Germany.
1: And even more so, when you have a look uh, to the big infrastructure projects here in the region, so there are uh, corridors planned. Uh, some parts are already finished. And so this uh, economic corridors, uh, there are three, four countries involved. So that means here also a German company wants to use in the logistic industry this economic corridor. So they also need advice from one hand. Yeah, and when we have really a proper cooperation, then we also are able to to explain how to make use in the best and most effective way also of this infrastructural corridors of this uh, regional projects. Uh, mm. I think this is this is the future, and this is also in line with the aim of the. The single governments, uh, but at the end, you have to use one street and if the street goes from uh, Vietnam over Thailand, Cambodia uh, to Myanmar. So there are different countries involved. uh, And I think here exactly is our role. Uh, to make or to, or to enable and to to advise the companies how they can make use in the best way to use especially these opportunities and these possibilities.
0: Yeah, for sure, the German company they really need our our networks, um, our expertise, you know, on site, and and so that's why I mean. It's, Four country with different cultures, and and when you are observing uh, like the history of the four countries, so each of them has you know experienced uh, many many. Challenges and also developments uh, stages. So you are right. We're talking about collaboration. We should have like open mind, direct communications, uh, exchanging, and uh, networking, such so as to to make our networking our network stronger, AHK network stronger, so that we can support the Germans uh, investor and business um, further. I think that's this for today. Do you want to add on something or in case, you know, like the Germans for a newcomer, you want to give them any recommendations, um, want to invest in the countries, any expectation and outlook? Yeah, if
2: I may speak you know, for Myanmar, and I think, you know, I think with everything, I think what we need to adapt is that uh, you know, we need to have an open mind. When you come to a place or even try a new food, You need to have, you know, you cannot, you can have expectations, but also need to have an open mind. You know, Mm -hmm. if we are in Europe, you're used to cold weather, but here now it's raining, you know. So this is it. You know, this is what you have to expect. But you have to have an open mind. That's what I always say, because, you know, this is life. Nothing is predictable. And I think I always say that, you know, if you come to a new place, you will have new challenges. And that in itself, and I, if I have to quote a famous businessman, as Jack Ma said, it is within the challenges that the opportunities are there. Mm-hmm. So it means that we are coming to new frontiers. Yeah, these four countries, I would say, are new frontiers for our European friends, our German potential investors. But we cannot see that, you know, what is happening, what they were doing in Germany will be the same in these four countries. So they need to have an open mind and they need to be, accept these challenges you know and as a business uh, sort of there's always a risk yeah and you, we need to calculate but i think for us as HK, this is where we play you know we understand the terrain and we basically will provide the advice on what to do and what not to do but as i said did we advice that way it will help them integrate into this region thank you
1: and of course, my, my advice, uh, it's not just the advice, I think it's a request or even a call uh, to all the German companies uh, before you enter the countries, come and talk to us. Yeah, uh, Listen, uh, get advice of your AHK here in the region. So this is why we are here and we are really happy to inform you and also to support you. And uh, I'm totally convinced uh, with listening yeah, our our know-how, we, we are happy to share our know-how in the country, with, which we have, yeah. and uh, you can really avoid a lot of mistakes, and also then the, the market entry will be really much more easier, and this is what not all the companies made use of, but therefore we are here, and I really want to call for it. Come to us, talk to us, uh, and we are really happy to share our our knowledge and also our know-how that the company really can benefit in the best way from the very beginning.
0: Thank you so much. So I think so, dear uh, German businesses, so you know, yes, for... where is or, or who is the contact point of persons when you want to you know look up and, and explore uh, uh, more opportunities uh, in, in the regions? Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And have a good day.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot.